Hey guys, today we are going to talk about how to do something when you don't feel like you can do anything and you just feel stuck and paralyzed, how just doing one thing can make you feel better and can potentially even just roll into snowball into doing even more. So today I was feeling really just overwhelmed. We're getting ready to move. We've got a lot of decisions to make and there's just a lot going on but we're still going to be in our home for at least another six weeks. So I can't get rid of things that we're currently using. I can't go packing everything up, but I can start making decisions. But what decisions are the right decisions to make? (laughs) So today I had all the kids home today and just wanted to do something productive so that I wasn't still sitting in there. And it really did snap me out of the funk of, oh my goodness, there's so much to do. So what I did was I started with the medicine cabinet. I have not gone through my medicine cabinet in maybe a year, at least eight months, at least eight months, if not a full year. So I I may have gone through it at the beginning of the year, but it's been a long time. So what I did was go through the medicine cabinet and I pulled out anything that was expired. I put the dog's medicines in the pup room and really just simplified what was in there. And I'll share those pictures of my before and after on the Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, it's how to declutter, organize style and design for overwhelmed moms. I would love to have you in there with any questions that you have, anything you wanted to ask. Um, that's the place to do it. I would love to help you if you have before and after pictures or something you wanted to share or how you're stuck somewhere in your house or you just can't figure out how to get out of your your mess or your zone or whatever it is that's causing you that frustration, reach out to me. I would love to help you. All right. Um, so I organized my medicine cabinet. Now mine is organized. It's like three shelves in the kitchen. Away, away from the stove. It's on the other side of the kitchen. And I have on the bottom shelf, we have the essential oils, the kids' daily vitamins, and the first aid basket. So it's like bandages, tweezers, nail clippers and scissors, and some Neosporin ointment or antibacterial ointment. I think I have some hand sanitizer in there as well. And that's about it. There's not really much else in there. So it's a little basket with just a few things in it that my kids can get when they have a boo-boo or a splinter or something. They can go right to that basket and take care of it. And then the essential oils that they can roll on or we use in the diffuser. And then also their daily vitamins. That's all I have down there. I have some of our multi-purpose cleaner. Sometimes I put that under the sink, but the kids were using too much of it. So I put it up high so they didn't grab that one first. They went for a cheaper bottle. (laughs) Um, so that's there. Second shelf has other vitamins pretty much. Um, you know, like some bone health and some vitamin C and some other stuff that's like, we don't use it every single day like we should, but it's there. And then on the third shelf, we have the other medicines. My husband has his adult basket that has like pain reliever, burn relief, um, like some charcoal and stuff like that, that we probably won't use for the kids very often, but it needs to be up there and out of anything that they might grab for themselves. 
and then I have a kid's basket. Mostly it has like earache stuff for um, the swimmer's ear and things. We had a real trouble with that last summer when the kids were learning how to swim underwater. And so they were oh, hours of underwater swimming throughout the summer months and they started getting swimmer's ear. So I started, I have a good collection of <laughs> earache drops and things like that for swimmer's ear and different earache stuff. I have some mullein garlic drops that we use. And I think it's Highlands earache drops. Those they loved. They could carry it around in their pocket, use it every five to 15 minutes. And it didn't, they weren't going to overdo anything. It wasn't going to over medicate them. And they said it helped a lot. Like that, that was the one that they said helped the most. I have like four of them in there. And then I have some bigger sports wrap tape stuff. And that's all I have in there really. I think there's like some pain reliever stuff in my husband's box. I think I got, I don't really think there's anything else. Like he had some leftover prescriptions from when he had something um, last year, like some sort of sinus trouble or pneumonia kind of thing. I'm not, it wasn't pneumonia, but it was something that needed something a little stronger. So he has like something that's like that in there and it's not expired yet. So it's still in there. But that's really all. Then we had some fish, <laughs> some, we had a beta fish in the kitchen and it died this week. And then the snail that was in there died. So I don't know if the water got poisoned or something, but anyways, they both died. We're not going to fix those since we're moving. So that I just scooted that stuff up to the top and left it up there. Then on the very top shelf, we have like some bug spray and some... Oh, I don't even remember what it was. It was my father-in-law's medicine, like something for when you get, if you get really super duper constipated, that's the stuff you would use. It's clear. I don't know what it is. I don't ever plan on using it. And then some bonsai tree <laughs> like stuff, but that's what's on my cabinets. That's what's in my medicine cabinet. That's all like, that's it. It's all, it's a whole cabinet and really there's so much wasted space in there, but I don't really need it for anything else. We have a lot of cabinets in this kitchen and I don't plan on having this much space in our next kitchen. So I'm not going to do anything about that or buy anything that's too permanent for this home. And so I was thinking, how have I organized medicine cabinets for clients before? I do get this question a lot uh, for people. Like I see it online a lot. How do you organize your medicines? How do you how do you sort through what you need? How do you know how much you need? All these things. And how do you organize it into containers or in by category, by person? What's the best way? So I'm going to give you my organizational tips for how I have organized things for different people in the past. Now, my I always organize based on how much you use it how often you use it. Is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Is it twice a year? Like how often are you using this as needed? Like occasionally, but every two or three months you're using it. And then um, by category. So I have the categories could be first aid. They could be, and that can be broken down into like kids use it. So have some band-aids, but not all of them because then they turn into stickers. <laughs> so some band-aids or adhesive bandages and some first aid cream, some antibacterial or antibiotic ointment, something like that. 
um, in one container that's easy for anyone to get to in case of a boo-boo. So that's one way to do it. Or you could put all of that and set it up like in a tackle box kind of thing or a first aid pouch that's like a travel grab-and-go bag. I have one in my car um, that I use frequently <laughs> when we're out at the park. And then I have a, the basket in the cabinet in the kitchen. So I keep it pretty simple at my house. But at other houses, when you have a lot of little kids that are really rough and they are needing bandages a lot, I keep it really simple. Like sometimes we have, I've done like the small plastic stackable drawer things, like the small ones. I've done like a toolbox, like a tackle box kind of set up for first aid and stuff before we've done, like it just depends on how much you use it and how much you have. So you don't need a whole bunch of stuff. Like I put my band-aids, my, um, you know, the adhesive bandages, I just stuck those in a Ziploc sandwich bag and stuck them in that basket and the ointment is loose in the basket. So the kids can just pull that basket down, get what they need and put it back up. And it doesn't make a big mess, even if they don't close the Ziploc bag. Um, but before the Ziploc, like the bandages were just loose, dumped in there. Like the kids had dumped them out of the boxes and thrown the boxes away, but they were just all loose mixed in with whatever else was in the basket. And that was just kind of cluttered and didn't, it wasn't easy to use. You had to look for the kind you wanted. So this way they're all in the bag and it's done. The other ways I've done it is, you know, just little like clear plastic shoe boxes. You do the first aid, you do cold and sore throats, you do, um, you know, pain relief, you do itchiness, like what are the different things that you use? What kinds of medications do your, does your family use on a regular basis? What do you have? Do you have a bunch of vitamins? Do you have vitamins that you need to take every day? And you're going to forget if you don't, maybe move those to the bottom shelf of your cup cabinet. You're going to get something to drink or you're going to fix yourself some coffee in the mornings. There's your medicine staring you in the face. There's your vitamins staring you in the face. If that doesn't work, my husband keeps them in the bathroom on his bathroom counter because he forgets to take them unless he's brushing his teeth. Like it, he's already planning on putting something in his mouth. He doesn't always make coffee in the kitchen. They have coffee at work. So he just goes to work. But there's, you know, what works for you? A lot of times people will have, oh, I know I've been to some houses and especially as you age, you'll have so many different vitamins and supplements and medications and you'll just have it all over your countertops or I've had, uh, my father-in-law had it all over his coffee table for years before <laughs> he moved in with us. So he had an entire collection of stuff on the coffee table. When he moved in with us, I literally had a moving box full of medicine. Like it, it was so much medication and vitamins and different supplements he was supposed to be taking. And it was just excessive, the amount of things. Now, a lot of it, yes, it was just a huge bottle taking up a lot of space. And really, it was just a couple of pieces in this massive bottle. I don't know why they do that. But let's keep it simple as much as possible. Um, one of the other things you can do is repurpose those pill bottles. Put your Band-Aids in there if you have some big ones, like big prescription bottles, put your bandages in there and do just like a tiny little bottle 
that works as a first aid setup and just marker on it or do a little label on it so that it says what it is and you can find it. You can even paint over it and find, you know, right on there what you need. Now, for those of you who have larger medical equipment that you're using, like um, even babies that have a lot of other needs, like the other parts and things, the diapers, the bigger medical equipment things that you have to replace and you replace parts for them all the time. I would have a designated closet or piece of furniture that is designated only for that, depending on how much of it you need. Some medical conditions have had an entire closet dedicated just to that one person in the house and other people had to use their equipment and things other places. Um, I know in a lot of special needs families, it becomes a real overwhelming thing because you get medical supplies in bulk and you have like several months worth of medical supplies and you have to figure out where to store them. And a lot of times when you're spending so much money on medical needs, you don't have a lot of money to spend on a house. So your house is going to be smaller and then you can have all this extra stuff that you have to figure out what to do with. So my recommendation for that would be like a linen closet or something that's going to have some height to it. Use those larger, bulkier pieces like bed pads and those larger items that are softer. I would put those as high up as possible, the, the extra ones, and then put one package down at the bottom. So in a typical linen closet, you're going to have a little bit of space at the bottom. Like typically it would be like two and a half feet from the floor that you would have like about 24 inches, 18 to 24 inches from the floor before the first shelf. Sometimes it's even more, just depends on how old your house is and what type of shelving they've done in there. So I do like to put some bigger items down there, but a lot of times that's for the rolling equipment, the stuff that you roll out, the stuff that you use multiple times a day, put that in the most convenient spot on the shelf. The stuff that you replace all day, every day, put that in a very convenient space. I love using a dresser for these things. If they are the size that would fit in a dresser, if not, an armoire works great or uh, like a, what are they called? It's like a bookshelf that's deeper and it has closing doors on it. I cannot think of the name right now. Sorry, I need to eat dinner. <laughs> I'm kind of hungry. Um, but the that sort of cabinet usually has adjustable shelving and they go a little bit deeper and Amor goes a little bit deeper and those have a lot of room in there to work with. And I would just get as tall of one as possible for what, just look at what stuff you have. Find a way that it, you can use what you already have or something you can get for pretty cheap. To be honest, a lot of China cabinets, you can get those things for free off of, so off of um, secondhand sites like Facebook Marketplace and things. There's people that just don't want those as dining room decor anymore, but you can repurpose that. I've seen them in garages. They work great. There's a lot of things you can do with a big cabinet. There's a lot of ways you can organize things and store things in them. And medical equipment, I love using, like if you have bigger, bulky medical equipment, use something big. Use a dresser, a big closet, an armoire, and sort it by um, what you're using it for, like depending on the needs. 
A lot of times you have the feeding stuff. You have to keep that sterile and be very careful how that's used. So you need to make sure that that's in a sealed container. If you're putting that in the closet where everything walks past it, you open it multiple times a day, whatever, but keep that stuff sealed up and then just open it where you're using it. Um, if you have room to keep that sort of thing in the kitchen, put like a week's supply or a couple of days supplies, depending on the size and the space that you have available, put some of that in the space that you use and put the extra in another closet. Uh, that works great. So many times I've had to use some of it in one space and then put the extras like down in the basement or a different type of storage that's not going to be um, changing temperatures too much like uh, an attic that would mess up the medical equipment. You have to be really mindful about the quality uh, or the temperature changes or the humidity changing the um, quality of the product. So make sure you're keeping that in mind too when you're storing things. If you can't store it beside the heater and things like that, just be aware of where you're storing them. But I love putting things in drawers, especially if you have you know, children that have a lot of medical needs. A drawer is really easy to open with a baby on your hip. A linen closet is really easy to open with a baby on your hip or a kid in a wheelchair or a stroller nearby that you are trying to keep your eyes on people, you can typically get to a dresser. You could even use that under your television in the living room. If that's where you're doing the um, procedure changes, like whatever it is that you're doing, try and use something in that space. If the living room is your therapy room, use some kind of furniture in the living room that can store the things that you need daily, weekly, monthly, but keep the extra stuff somewhere else. So you refill every week and you just have your system so that you aren't losing things and keep the same things in no more than two spots in your house. Because if you're having stuff all over the house, you have six different locations. You don't know when you're running out. You don't know when you're almost out when there's no more backups because, well, it might be in here. Well, it might be in this room. No, did you check over there? Did you check downstairs? Did you check the kitchen? Did you check any of the bathrooms? That, that kind of storing items for convenience, that will make you lose your items. You need to keep them in one spot for every day or every week use, and then you can have your backup or backstock supplies in one other space, but they all need to be together. I don't want you to have four different closets that have medical supplies in it. That is too much to think about and too many places to have to check. If you're dealing with a child or a family member, that has medical needs and you have to have that equipment, you don't need to have to think about where it's going to be. It needs to be so easy that you don't have to think. If they run out in the one place, you know where the rest of it is and you know when you get one from that spot, you need to replace it. Like when you take one from the back stock, you need to mark that on your order list. Like you need a refill of that. You don't have any more or you're down to your last little bit, whatever it is. You know, maybe you just need to mark when you have three in there or two in there, or if you take the, you know, you're down to one left, whatever it is, how often you're using it up, that's when you need to make sure that you have enough to get you through two weeks, one week at most, like at, at the very least one week before you run out because sometimes holidays and people are out of town or they don't have it in stock at your pharmacy, all these different obstacles can come up and then you have a real problem on your hands. 
But when you have medical equipment that really needs to have a home and a safe place and you need to keep it orderly, designate a closet. And if you simplify your clothes, like I've said in a million different episodes, then you have room for those things that you have to have bulk of. If you keep your clothing simple, you do have a storage space for the other items. Your dressers become available. Your closet becomes available. You can make it work. You don't need 57 outfits and you know 57 days worth of clothing. You need seven days of clothing. You can do laundry once a week. 10 days, 12 days at the very most. You really don't need more than that. I mean, most people do not need more than that. Now, if you do have a child or a family member that is going through multiple outfits a day, different solution, like days. We're not talking about pieces. We're talking about how many days of laundry do you need? You need seven to 12 days of laundry. But if you have someone who is going through multiple outfits a day, typically those are because they are soiled and they need to be cleaned before a week. (laughs) You need to get those done pretty frequently. And that sort of person would need to have maybe five, maybe seven days. It's still, I would expect that's still good for that person. I would still be able to pack seven days of clothing for a child or myself, knowing that I'm going to go through maybe four or five outfits a day, depending on medical needs. It makes a difference how many items that is for you, but the days can be the same. So let's keep it really simple and really make it well thought out how we are using our spaces because when you have so much other stuff that you don't use that stuff that you do use is overwhelming your living room your kitchen your dining room your kids bedrooms your master bedroom then you have nowhere to escape you don't have a retreat you don't have a place to go and relax at your home because everything looks like there's work to be done you especially if you are dealing with family members with medical needs, you have to have a place where you can go and not think about everything on your to-do list. You have to, even if it's only for 10 minutes, two minutes, you have to have that one place that feels like you can go and exhale and take a deep breath, say a prayer, take a moment and just be thankful for what you have and that you have gotten through this much of the day. Because sometimes That's all we can do. We've gotten through this much of the day. All right, I can do the next 10 minutes. I can do the next hour. I can do the rest of dinner. I can, we're almost to bedtime. We're almost to bedtime. You know, whatever it is that you are struggling to get through, you can do it. You can make it through, but you've got to get through the stuff that's cluttering your life, the things that are making you feel like you're suffocating and give yourself time to think about the things that you need to do. You have to do that for yourself. Even if it is just one bag of decluttering a day, one tiny drawer, one item that you throw in the trash because you can't handle trying to find a home for it anymore, you're done. Okay? Throw it away. Take that weight off your shoulders because that sort of thing in your life, that kind of item that makes you feel so stressed and frustrated that you are having trouble thinking about how to even find a home for it because someone gave it to you or you might, you know, you like it or whatever. If it is struggle, if it is causing you frustration, just put it in the trash can. Get rid of anything that is causing you that kind of stress in your life. Yes, if you can handle it, 
then go and find a place to donate it. But if you have all these other things going on in your life, do not weigh yourself down with trying to do something good for anything else. Just stop doing the bad for you. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say throw everything in the trash and be terrible to our earth. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about if your mental health is suffering because of the clutter in your home, it is better off in the garbage than in your home. That is what I'm trying to tell you because I've seen so many people suffering for years and years and not getting the help that they need because they are paralyzed by how many decisions that they need to make in their homes. And it breaks my heart for them. It breaks my heart to see them suffering. It breaks my heart to see their families suffering because they're just worn so thin and they can't make any more decisions. And if you are at that point, it is better off in the garbage than it is anywhere else. Okay. So give yourself a, you know, give yourself a break. Don't battle that anymore. If you are at that point, just trust me, either put it at the curb or throw it in the trash and get that stress out of your life. Give yourself that one thing that you can take off your shoulders, like take that weight off of your shoulders and just put it in the garbage and no longer have to worry about it. And just thank God that you were able to get rid of that stress. And if someone needs it, there's a lot of people that do some dumpster diving. (laughs) Okay. Don't stress yourself too much. It will find a way. Pray that it can bless someone. If you're able to put it at the curb, do that. Make a box for it. Have a single bag and you can throw it in your car next time you go in the car and then just drop it off at the donation center if that's something you're able to do. If you're not, don't stress yourself about it. Just get rid of it. Just put it outside. Get it out of your house. All right? I love you guys so much. If you are at this point where you need some actual help to find a a solution, I am offering free at this moment free ideas and solutions from the Facebook group. And I have a voicemail that you can call or text. The voicemail is 980-389-0399. You can call or text that number. Send me a picture of what it is that you're working on with as much details as possible. And I will give you back as many solutions as I can come up with in a couple of minutes. All right. I promise you, I'm here for you. I want to help you Get rid of these things that are stressing you out. I want to help you break free from the clutter and the overwhelm and being stuck in the mess of your life. I know that there is a way out. I know that there are ways, no matter how bad your house is, no matter how bad you feel like it is, no matter how many times you feel like you have tried and tried and tried and there's just not a solution, I will help you as best I can. Maybe I can't come up with a new solution, but maybe I can help you get a solution that will work for right now. All right. I love you guys so much. If you want to join the Facebook group, it's how to declutter, organize style and design for overwhelmed moms. If you want to reach out to me, the number is 980-389-0399, or you can email me at organized fabulous mom, sorry, organized fabulous podcast (laughs) at gmail.com organized fabulous podcast at gmail.com. All right, you guys have a blessed day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.